Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm so glad that you are here. You can find me at rickthomas.net. Go on over there. We have a gold mine of resources. We have all kinds of content that will help you in your walk with God and how you relate to others. Also, if we can serve you with any questions that you may have, please go to our public forums. That is a free public forum where you can ask any and all of your questions. If you are a supporting member of our website, please go to our private forums and talk directly to me. You will find that link or that forum on our private forums, and it would be a pleasure to meet with you and to answer whatever questions you may have. Let me begin this podcast by making a statement that I think will be helpful for many of us. Don't assume others will love you the way you want to experience their loving care. I think sometimes we can too easily grumble and complain. I know I have done that about how other people don't care for me. They are not speaking into my life. I hear this almost daily, but without question, I hear it weekly. Someone is talking about how the body of Christ is not serving the body of Christ. And it is a real problem, and I'm not going to dismiss it or marginalize it. I'm not even going to settle by accepting this truth that we experience so often. But the point that I want to make in this podcast is don't assume that others will love you the way that you want to experience their loving care. On the other side of the coin, it is hard to care for someone. I've been caring for people for a long time, and perhaps you have been caring for people a long time as well. And this is why I appeal to people that one of the best things you can do is to make it easy or easier for someone to care for you. And that's what I want to talk about in this podcast. The title of the podcast is Make Your Friends Help You If You Want to Change. You Make Them Help You. Now, you may want to put quotation marks around the word make, but you want to encourage, motivate. You, you want to make it easy. You want to entice them. You want to draw them in. You want to create a context where they are encouraged and motivated to help you. And I, I want to give you some ideas on how to think about that. And I trust it will benefit you and your friends. And honestly, it would be fantastic if you and another person or a few other people sat down and, and talked about this. This would also be fantastic for those of you who disciple, people who come to you looking for help and you offer them help. This conversation needs to be part of the process because if they are having some kind of difficulty and they're coming to you looking for help, you don't want to set up a false expectation that a meeting with you or 10 meetings with you is going to change everything. It is a good start. But what's going to happen is they're going to go out into their life, whatever their life may be, and if they don't have a game plan, their life will overcome them, and there is a good chance they'll be right back where they were before they met you the first time. And so this needs to be part of the conversation. They need to be intentional about 
setting up a community, obviously it begins by asking God, dear God, bring me at least one person that will help me to mature in Christ. And of course, if you're listening to this podcast and you say, I've prayed that prayer many times and and it's not happened, I under, it's never happened to me, I understand that. But if you are listening to this podcast, then you do have somebody. And that's why I open this by saying, come to our forums and let's talk. It's not the best case scenario, and I'm, I'm well aware of that, but it's better than nothing. And if you need someone to speak into your life, to hold you accountable, to be a caring friend, then the web address is rickthomas.net. Come there. Will someone help me understand why I do what I do and help me to grow closer to God? That is a, that, this really is a wonderful statement. This question is, is fantastic for any individual to ask themselves. May we all say this collectively. Will someone help me understand why I do what I do and help me grow closer to God? It takes a humble person to be willing to ask the hard questions about their behavior or about their thought life. An uncaring person or a fearful person would never be so open or brave enough to take their soul to task so they can change. And honestly, it's easier at least on the front end, to ignore the things that are wrong with us rather than confront ourselves about the things that we need to change. And so if you are the type of person who is asking for help, you are a humble person and you're setting yourself up in a good place with God and he will act upon you some way, somehow, and he will make that door available to you. It seems so hard to unpack and process internal struggles. The magnitude of the task can feel too insurmountable to tackle. I mean, why not bury your head in the proverbial sand and press on while keeping your heart distracted from the needful matters of the heart? I mean, it's not only the problem of a lack of help, but it's also a problem of doing that deep dive and the complicatedness of our own souls. And even if you did want to do the deep dive into your problems, the truth is you cannot understand your complicated soul correctly because you have a skewed perspective like me. We are Adamic people, and so we're all looking through a dirty window. Nobody can accurately assess themselves because of our skewed perspectives. You may want to live for God by making sense of your story, but the real truth is that you cannot know yourself entirely the way that you need to because of Adamic fallenness. Now, my desire here is not to discourage you at all. That's not what's happening. What I want to do is is expand your thinking about how transformation happens so you can find the help you long to have. With that in mind, here are two essential elements for anyone 
who wants to make real sense out of their li- out of their lives. The first one is you must be asking the right questions to God. The second one is you must be asking the right questions to your close network of friends. Emphasis the right questions. Here's the fundamental idea. There is a level of self-deception when it comes to an understanding of ourselves. We are all at least slightly self-deceived, if if not totally self-deceived, but I'm sure that all the people that are listening to this podcast are not dull of hearing and have hard hearts, but still yet, on our best day, we are slightly self-deceived. We're intensely loyal to ourselves, and it's hard to accept certain truths about ourselves. Asking the right questions in a transparent community are two asking the right questions to God and asking the right questions to your friends are two essentials when trying to come to a proper conclusion about yourself. This truth is why a humble person will begin with a sense of self-suspicion. All humble people have that sense of self-suspicion. They know they're not omniscient. They know that they're not entirely sanctified And their humility motivates them to be self-aware. And so they recognize their proclivities toward self-deception. The humble person is always operating by God's favor. Now, that's the good news. I mean, your humility may open up this reality that you're self-deceived. But your humility will will do more than just allow you to have a clearer perspective on yourself. God gives grace to the humble. And that grace will empower you to fight self-deception while enlisting the help of competent, courageous, and compassionate friends. And all three of those things are essential. You want at least one friend who's competent. They understand God's word. They are a wordsmith, and I mean W capital W-O-R-D, the Bible wordsmith. But not just competent, they are courageous. They will go into those areas of your life. They're not intimidated, and they are compassionate. They won't go in with a hatchet or a chainsaw. They'll go in with velvet gloves courageously and with competence. And the humble person will enlist that kind of individual to bring corrective care into his life. So humility not only opens the door for you to see that there are levels of self-deception that you cannot understand yourself fully, but it will enlist God's favor that will motivate you to find the help that you need. Now, along with your self-awareness, you also know that nobody will love you enough to care for your soul in an ongoing manner. You do not set yourself up for the illusion that your community will consistently love God and others more than themselves. The reason is, is because your friends will be like you. 
your friends will be like me. You don't consistently at every turn love the people in your life the way that you should. Now, perhaps you have one relationship like that. Work with me here. But we do fail when it comes to our soul care endeavors. And so humility opens the door to self-awareness about our self-deception. Humility opens the door to God's favor that empowers us. It motivates us to enlist the community. But this humility also helps us to recognize that the community is not going to love us as effectively as we need to be loved, which is why I titled the podcast, Make Your Friends Help You If You Want to Change. It's a disappointing trap to think people will always be there while asking you the hard questions that you need to be asked in order to change. To compound this relational problem, they also will not have all the correct information. They're not going to know everything that they need to know. So they will be inconsistent in being there. And then when they are there, they will not know everything that they need to know about you in order to care for you well. It really puts the onus on you. It puts the onus on me if I want to receive that kind of care. If you really and truly want to be found out for who you are, you will have to force yourself on others while requiring them to get into the trenches of your life. If you desire to be the person God wants you to be, you're going to have to take the initiative of being found out. You must be willing to tell your secrets appropriately to the appropriate people rather than waiting on and expecting others to be wise enough, intentional enough, caring enough to ask you the right questions and then provide the soul care that you need so you can change. Too often we complain about the lack of care in the body of Christ. Now that is a valid argument to some degree, but many times we are not willing for others to get into our deeper junk, the danger is obvious. What we end up doing is we re-edit ourselves into a person that we hope others will find more acceptable, and we keep editing ourselves into as many iterations as we need to as long as we can be assured that people will appreciate us the way that we want to be appreciated. And after a while, if we keep re-editing ourselves and trotting our highly edited representative out into the public domain, hoping they will find your representative more acceptable than the genuine thing, after a while, you'll lose your authentic self. You will detach your own self from reality, and you will live in this illusionary world of this highly edited version of yourself that you prop up in the culture. If you don't want to be that person, you'll have to make some hard choices. And so as I wrap up this podcast, I want to give you a list of four things to remember and six things to do. And if you want to read the podcast again, go on our website, rickthomas.net, the title Make your friends help you. 
if you want to change. Here are four things to remember. Don't assume that you are right about yourself. You can also add to this, don't assume that you are right about the situation or that you are right about the other person. Remember, there are levels of self-deception. So we're looking through a glass that is stained and we cannot see clearly because we're not entirely sanctified. Don't assume that you are right about yourself. Number two, recognize and acknowledge this possibility of self-deception. The most self-aware people are those who realize that they're self-deceived. Kind of ironic. Number three, don't expect others will be wise enough, intentional enough, or loving enough to pry into your life. Don't expect. I'm not saying be suspicious of people or to be cynical. By all means, do not be critical. Don't be a grumbler. But just be self-aware, not only of yourself, but of the body of Christ. Don't expect others to be wise enough, intentional enough, loving enough to pry into your life. Number four, don't assume others will ask you the right questions. And if you can nail these things, it will benefit you tremendously. It will release a lot of frustration And it will flip you to the point to where you can be more proactive and intentional. And with that in mind, let me give you six things that you can do. Number one, ask God to show you the realities of your authentic self. Who are you? Ask the Spirit of God to illuminate your mind because you're looking through a stained window and you don't see things clearly. Ask the Counselor, capital C, the Holy Spirit, to come and eliminate and help you see what you cannot see. Ask God to show you the realities of your authentic self. Number two, ask God to show you a trusted friend who you can force yourself on for them to help you. Number three, hold your friend accountable for holding you accountable so you both can unravel and unpack your life. If you want help, you're going to have to hold that person accountable for holding you accountable. Number four, seek to build a community around you that will help you continue down this path of transformative sanctification, meaning add to your friend one more, three of you, and may your kind continue to grow. Number five, you go And do for others what you would like for them to do for you. You do the very thing. You become that intentional friend. Now, maybe none of your friends want that kind of care. Then ask God to give you that person in your life so you can bring care. Model the very thing that you desire. And number six, don't settle for less. Do not settle for less. Your sanctification depends on this, and so does mine. If you want to talk about this, go to rickthomas.net. Public forum, non-supporting members. Private forum, supporting members. Let's chat. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net. rickthomas.net.